run at it shouting. Dooski says, run at it shouting. Okay, so we'll we'll get going. Jane, again, thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. Um, so, just to begin with, a bit of background. Um, would it be okay to let us know how you got into casting in the first place? Yes. So, um, I did a mixed media degree. I specialised in photography, but more specifically performance photography, because I sort of grew up with um, performers. My brother is a now retired contemporary dancer, and uh, he used to go to... Uh, weekend Arts College, WAC Arts as it's now called. Um, and so we had people like Che, um, Che's surname's left my brain. <laughs> um, Danny Zapani uh, and all that lot who were all there at the same time. So I sort of grew up watching them and sort of taking photos of the performances. Um, anyway, I am very organized and very bossy. So when I left uni, I decided that Performance photography wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna pay my bills with performance photography. However good I was at it, and I can quite confidently say I was a very good um, dance photographer. Uh, so I ended up working in production and I got a job on a film um, as production assistant. And so from there, I worked in production for three years, mainly commercials uh, and became production manager, organizing everybody, had a great time, but by the end of it, I was sort of feeling like I was organizing other people's creativity and not being creative myself. So I had had enough of London and I disappeared with a rucksack and a camera <laughs> and I went traveling um, and then ended up living overseas in Australia, as you can sometimes hear in certain words that I say, I got a little Australian twang and um, doing things that were completely not within the film or TV industry. I did the odd short film, um, but I was just sort of using my organisational skills elsewhere and um, eventually came home after five years and uh, decided I want to get back in the industry, but not in production. And when I'd worked in commercials, I'd often done the casting for the commercials and I loved it. Uh, always the observer and so I basically I got a foot in the door because I bumped into a producer I used to work with who knew Sarah Crow so he introduced me to her and then she needed someone to cover um, her assistant's holiday for two weeks so she said just come in and you know just absorb yourself for two weeks and then from that I then worked with Di Carlin for nine months and then Rachel Freck and then um, Gary Davey, and then was associate with Kate Rose James. And then after six years, went out on my own. So there you go. That was my process of becoming a casting director. And it sort of ticks all the boxes for me because I'm being creative. I'm using my instinct, my nurturing uh, personality, but I'm also using my maths brain because I've got to do all the deals and you've got to be really organized when you're you know, obviously scheduling people's auditions. Because I like to give people time, <laughs> so you know, it's all of that. Um, so yeah, it's using both parts of my brain, my creative brain and my sort of math brain. Mm. So I can't. It's, it's you know, you it's a job that you do for the love of it because you often don't get paid as well. If you're not, I'm not someone who is working on multiple projects all the time, so I have lots of time without work. So you've got to really love it to do it, and I really do. So there you go. Thank you. Um, <laughs> It's interesting because you just uh, just touch on the bit where you say you like to have a lot of time with with your actors. Now, obviously, we were just saying I've auditioned for you before, and um, I can definitely say you know you made me feel very comfortable, and it was it was a very good experience. Um, and you know, it was one of the few few jobs I got, so it, it was definitely it was definitely a comfortable environment. It makes sense, though, doesn't it? Because you want. It's like, for me, it's logical that you make actors feel comfortable so that then mm. they're in the room doing the best they can. Exactly. You know, my job is to find, it's like finding you work, but also finding the right 
actors for the production. So therefore you want everyone to be happy, don't you? I mean, it's just... Exactly, yeah. And there is that time at the beginning that you give to, to, to have that initial chat, so I suppose to settle the nerves, really. Yeah. Well, that's why I, I often like, if I've got an assistant, I still go and get the people from the room because I like to have a little chat before we go in. Because um, mm. I like, it's a good part of the job, but also it means that I, if someone's nervous, I can relax them or if I can say, oh, you know, the director's, you know, looking for this, you give them little, little hints about what to do before they go in the room. Or just have a little catch up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's nice. Um, so just moving on, what can you tell us what um, is the current state of the industry or what what is your insight with the current state of the industry? Well, so I have, uh, I've just this year I I was on a kids show um which some of the people who are in this audience know because they audition for it, some of the little ones, um, that we were, I'd done lots of workshops and met loads of kids and then we started doing auditioning online when lockdown happened and then obviously everything shut down, didn't it, sort of mm. May, June. So that project got put on hold. I don't know what's happening with it, whether it's going to start again next year. The idea is I'll do it next year. So then another project that I'd been offered just before lockdown, they said obviously gone on pause. So then they started in pre-production in August, August, um, which, and they're now filming, they're doing a socially distanced shoot. Um, so yeah, so, Okay. I've done my part of the job, but they're filming. So for me, this year has been okay. I mean, as a freelancer, I was saying to you earlier on, Charlie, mm -hmm. um, as a freelancer, I often have, you know, times when I'm not working at all, just like actors, and I've got to find ways to pay my bills. Last year, I was, I, in all honesty, I was going to give it up because I'd just, it was like, this is not working. I'm not, you know, I'm not, no, I'm not, it's not even that I'm not working. I'm not even meeting for jobs. Um, and then I didn't, and by letting myself sort of throw it away, then lots of things came to me, bizarrely, you know? <laughs> it was like you take the, the emotional pressure off of, of yourself and then things change. Um, I also spent, because I, I was doing up my house and I, I, I had spent a lot of days listening to the Honest Actors podcast and, um, or it was just really interesting hearing everyone's stories about how they got to where they got and the, you know, the, the sort of time they have between jobs where they're not working and, and everyone feeling like they're going to give it up and they're not and carrying on because it's what they love doing. And it was that sort of constant reassurance of like, yeah, we all go through it. I've got to stick at it. I love it so much. I can't walk away from it. Um, but yes, um, this year, I know those things are happening within screen. It's not loads. Um, you know, lots of people aren't working. Yes. Lots of people aren't doing as many projects as they normally do. Um, there are projects that start and then they've got to stop because there's someone on set who's, you know, near, been near someone with coronavirus or uh, has got coronavirus. I had, a, well, well, so I feel so gutted for the actor. He was in for one day and, um, two three days before he was due to film he got positive he got the test back that he was positive because his um, flatmate had coronavirus and then he had it so he couldn't film um so for me I just had to recast that was fine but you know for him it's just like you know you think all oh, year oh nothing's happening and then you get a job and then you get coronavirus so that was going for him so those are the things that we all now have to juggle really mm -hmm. um, but because there was such a long time with me them offering me the job and then it happening it meant that they could really rework their scripts to sort of adapt them for social distance filming and mm. think about how they're going to do all the shots and that sort of stuff so i think probably it sometimes depends on the project whether they can sort of do it or not um whether there's you know the insurance to insure people all that sort of malarkey but uh, it's you know the thing is 
it's it's a worldwide situation and it's you know if you're not working it's just circumstance I mean every lot a lot of people aren't working so yeah that was my text going um well it's good to know that things are you know slowly going but it's not in any way near what it normally is and I mean you know obviously for theatre there are I know there's some people doing pantos at the moment um but I think I don't know how they're going to work that and maybe they're working to the basis that they're hoping lockdown is going to come out in December Um, but other than that there's not loads I did go and see a site-specific play in Manchester um or a number of short plays in Manchester a few weeks ago which was so nice it's like I'm in an audience watching a play and I'm doing a promenade piece this is great (laughs) yeah um but yeah I mean theatre wise who knows who knows I I had tickets to go and see um the Poltergeist by Philip Ridley at the South Playhouse today and obviously they're they're, they're having to stream it now yeah I was so excited to get in the theatre but you know yeah unfortunately it, it's it's crazy when you say you know I, I mean as an actor I'm always thinking you know woe is me um the, you know my 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 job is so unpredictable and sporadic work but it, it, there seems to be a parallel with casting as well with that as no but I think it's any creative freelancer it's like you know there are and there will be casting directors who will always be working and will always have two or three four or five six projects on the go with a whole team of people and then the rest of us are you know not knowing when the next job's coming in um just like with actors there'll always be actors that are always working and then the rest of them are like i'm never gonna work again how am i gonna pay my bills you know but we all go through it and I yeah. think that's, and that's a misconception is that, you know, casting directors are always working and always going to be able to get you work. And sometimes they're not bringing you in because they haven't got any work. Mm. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So um, I just, um, obviously, you know, the pandemic's in works tough for, for, for all of us and mm-hmm. sporadic at best. Um, just for the guys that are here, um, I, I want to um, ask you, what the best way to get on your radar is but before that you are take part in something called monologue slam right yeah and um i'd love you to go into what about what that is well monologue slam i think did it start 10 years maybe more than 10 years ago now um and jimmy akabola and fraser Ayers started and mini they started it um to get people well I think it was more of a creative process first of all wasn't it just to sort of do stuff together and then get people noticed and then it grew and grew and grew and now it's a process of people you audition um with either for either the one minute or the three minute monologue uh, and if you then get on you then have to go on stage perform your monologue in front of an audience of fabulous people who are all cheering you on plus industry people and, and sort of maybe four or five judges and at the end of the night you get the winner of the one minute round the winner of the three minute round um if they've got a youth round they'll have that and then special mentions and then spotlight started um sponsoring it so you'd get like a year's free subscription to spotlight and things like that um but it's a really great way to showcase your talent um, and it's really well supported by the industry. You know, if I'm not on the judging panel, then I'm definitely in the audience. Um, I've cast loads of people having seen them in, in Monologue Slam um, in London, in Manchester. Um, there was one in Leeds once because I'm based in Manchester. People didn't know that, even though I'm a Londoner. Um, and they're all over the country now. There was in, one in Newcastle just, I think, beginning of this year. Mm. This year, I can't remember. Lockdown changes things, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, and it's just, it's a really good, it's just a good, it's a good way to be seen. And I think, you know, if you don't have representation, there are agents in the audience, people often get represent, representation after having done, you know, even if they don't win, it's just that they're on stage and people see what they're doing. And the fact is, if you, if you get through, um, 
you're winning anyway because you've got through that audition process. I've sat in the in on the audition day when we had to select who went for the next show. And it was really hard because it was like, you know, everyone did a really good piece. And then it was just about, you know, how do you choose? And then you sort of have to think about for the night, you want differing monologues so that people, you know, can sort of, you don't want every monologue to be the same. You don't want them all to be funny. You don't want them all to be, you know, serious. So all that sort of stuff. So I think, yeah, just taking part is, is, is great and really beneficial. So when this thing is over and stage, you know, stage happens again, get involved, get involved in your nearest one, wherever it is. Just go to um, Triforce, um, what are they now? Triforce Entertainments? Anyway, you'll, you'll find them on, online. Perfect. Triforce Monologue Slam, and um, it's great. It's almost like a showcase, isn't it? Without yeah. having to do three years at drama school. Because exactly. that's what- Exactly. Straight to it, it's brilliant. But and often it's that thing of you get really nice raw talent, which is what I like. I love that sort of real, you know, instinctual performance. Um, ah, or also people who just are known, but maybe they're known for one sort of performance, you know, like as does happen to some people that all they only ever do is play serious. And actually they might be a really good, good comedy actor. So they go and do a comedy monologue and it's a chance to showcase your other talents as well as, you know, so it's good, yeah. And it's also just good to go and be in the audience and watch it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely. So, so that that's a, a, a brilliant way to get on your radar and, and many others. Um, so, um, how else would you say is the best way to approach you if if they're basically un, an act unknown to you? I think. I mean, it's you know, I expect people to email me. I'm not necessarily going to answer to your, e- your emails because I'll get loads, but I do read them. Um, just keep it simple. I don't need to know why you started acting or or even your influences. I just want to know. I want to see a photo of you. I want to if you've got a reel. I want to see a link to that. Um, there are if you don't have any screen experience, there are sort of reasonably priced companies out there don't spend loads of money but that you know who do showcase showcase show real um scenes so it means that you can have something on your uh, cv or on vimeo or whatever um we make up our minds pretty quickly so it doesn't need to be long you know if you've only got like a minute on screen that's fine because we just want to see what you can do and then from what you're doing we will work out whether there's something you're doing that is right for role casting or just you know you're interesting to us um I I would say don't for me not on social media at all I'm not going to watch a reel on social media when I'm on social media I'm scrolling really quickly sometimes I have so many notifications they don't show me the notifications um so you'll you'll get lost in the notifications uh I don't want to be you know have loads of reply alls when you, you often people do it you know like they they put like 10 handles on a tweet, a tweet and then you've got 50 people engaging with that tweet and then you, all, you, all your notifications are just people engaged with that tweet. You don't know what the original tweet was or, you know. So there's things like that. I think research what you can. What you can. Um, I've got a page on my website that's really thorough about good ways to contact. Um, also, a lot of people sort of say on Twitter or on Instagram or whatever, Facebook, if they're on it, please don't send me your show real on here. Um, so I just honor that. Um, and I say it on mine and people still ignore it. So, you know, it's just basic, isn't it? You know, it's like, what's the best way that we're gonna engage with your work? If we're saying, email me your show real, email me your show real. Mm. Um, but yeah, just simple, one headshot, a clip of what you can do, if you've got it, Maybe if you're in something, absolutely tell me if you're in something. Um, but don't, I think the, the, the one misapprehension is that people think they have to email all the time. Mm-hmm. And that is actually a negative. You know, part of our job is to remember names and faces. So if you're constantly emailing us all the time, you'll be remembered for the wrong reason. 
I've had I had someone recently who emailed me the same email about six times in about 10 days. Um, and so I replied and said, look, it's a page on my website, have a read. <laughs> you know, look, I don't think this is going to go, and I was trying to be as friendly as possible. This is not, no, you know, this is not going to go down very well with casting directors if you constantly, you know, you've got to allow us to read it and whatever. And then within, and then he apologised and said he hadn't realised it sent it to me so many times. And then three weeks later, he did the same thing again. And you're like, okay, come on. You know, like if you're not going to listen to advice, then, and I think it's because people have, have been told they need to be really um, proactive. Mm. Um, and, you know, there's that whole thing, if I keep dropping my CV, I'm going to get the job. And I mean, I saw it as an assistant, how people, when I worked for them, how they reacted to people doing it too much. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's not good. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, do a bit of research. If the research is out, if people are out there telling you how to contact them, then then do that. Great. And when sending you a show reel, um, you know, I know every casting director is different, but um, your thoughts on um, the show reel itself, uh, yeah. monologues, montages, you know, all of that stuff yeah yeah i know montage should be banned <laughs> it's like and i think people are getting that memo no yeah. one wants to see a quick edit of you to music no one well maybe commercials mm -hmm. cast director might but then have it as a separate link um we want to see you act so some casting directors will only watch the first 30 seconds of a, a reel i tend to watch a bit and then skip and then watch a bit and then skip because um, we don't often have the time to watch it all the way through. Um, so I think the thing is, is to have contrasting, if you can, if you have it, contrasting characters. If you're good at accents, have a different accent on there. Um, if you do comedy and drama, have that. It's, it is showcasing your talent. So if you have those clips available, stick them on. Um, it doesn't have to be 10 minutes long, you know, we can make up our mind with a three minute reel. Um, mm. I'm not a fan of monologues on, personally, I'm not a fan of monologues on screen so much. It doesn't work for me and that's a personal uh, thing. I don't want to see a self-tape of something that's got nothing to do with what I'm doing because it, it doesn't mean anything. Um, and actually, if you're self-taping for a project, you, if you send me a self-tape of a project you self-tape for, it's probably issues with data protection. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I'm sure there'll be lots of customer directors out there who love a, a monologue. I don't, but yeah. Cool, cool. thank you. Um, so we are gonna open it up in a moment. So lastly, I'd like to ask, what is your favorite thing you've ever worked on? You see, you can't ask that question. They've all got, they're all good for their own. I'll tell you what I had the most fun working on. Okay. That I laughed, we laughed every audition. So much so that we got told off by another casting director at Spotlight. Um, <laughs> Cause we were making too much noise. And that was Convenience, which is a comedy feature I cast years ago. Well, it was on Netflix for years and it's come off, which is so disappointing because it is so funny. Um, and uh, it was like, because we had a deal actor and Ray Pantaki in the audition room playing their characters, they're the two leads in it. So it just meant that we could just have such a laugh. And um, yeah, so we got told off by a cast director next door and we got told off by the reception at Spotlight because we were being too loud. So I had, <laughs> that was the most fun. And then even, because sometimes when you've auditioned things so many times, um, when you watch it, you're just not, you're enjoying it, but you're not really sort of engaged with it because you've auditioned all the scenes, you know? But with that, even when I went to see it at Rain Dance, I got the, like properly got the giggles. Um, and then saw it again at a, a, a crew screening and laughed again. So it's, it's always just, that's the project I had most fun on. But, you know, I've had loads of amazing experiences with the other projects, but yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, there, <laughs> there are um, a lot of people in the chat actually asking about um, 
moving out of London. Um, yes. Obviously something that you, I've you've done. already done. So. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's definitely, um, you know, def things have definitely changed um, from when I started in casting. Um, I moved to Manchester because I am a traveller at heart and I was getting stagnant in London. And I loved, every time I came to Manchester, I just breathed. <laughs> I was like, <gasps> I was like doing deep breaths and relaxed and I was smiling all the time. I was like, why am I living in Manchester? I love Manchester. And so that's why I moved. And I would say it hasn't changed the amount I work less or more. I think I'm still the same. Sometimes I work, sometimes I don't work. And I still do projects in London and I just go and stay at my mum's, um, which of course she loves. Um, but um, I think, especially now with people using self-tapes a lot, obviously now, obviously with lockdown, when you're doing online, online auditions, you can be anywhere. Uh, who's to know where that's going to go after? I, mean, I think one of the best joys is being in the room with someone, but I'm sure there'll be a bit more online. I think there'll be a bit more online auditioning happening, even for the first stage, perhaps. But I think um, London is so expensive and not everything is filmed there. So if you can live somewhere else in the UK and save a huge amount of money, and be prepared to get on a train or if you have people that you know you can stay with in, in London so you can you know get up early and do an audition first thing in the morning or whatever I think it's worth it if that's what you want um I think you know obviously up in there's so much filming happening in Manchester anyway or in the north that it definitely is beneficial if you live in Manchester you don't need to move to London I don't think uh, similarly in Scotland there's lots of stuff happening in Scotland so um, yeah I would recommend it I mean I think at the end of the day yes you are an actor and yes it's your career but it's also what do you want from your life you know do you want to be stressing about how you're going to pay your bills and, and having to you know plow through hundreds of angry people on the streets or do you want to live somewhere where you can be relaxed and enjoy yourself and be happy I mean that's how I see it mm. You know? <laughs> yeah, fair enough as well. Well, I'm pro it. I'm pro it. If, you know, if, and I know people that did it who moved back up to the north and now and have been like, things have really changed for them having moved up, back up to the north, you know, in a good way. So I don't know. I think you've got to do what's right for your, for your life at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hopefully that's on. Um, so, Georgina, Georgina, you've got your hand up. Would you like to ask a question? Yes. Um, can you can you guys all hear me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just checking. Very good. Um, actually, it's very good. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Thank you so much, uh, Charlie and Jane, for doing this, and hello everybody else. Um, it's so funny because I was actually going to ask about the moving out of London. I've lived in London for ten years, and yeah, yeah it's stressful, and yeah. it's. I think it's time to move. Um, I guess, so I had another question yeah. after that, which was my agent's currently on furlough and um, I've been sort of emailing uh, through seeing spotlight breakdowns right. off my own back. Yeah. Um, and my agent knows that. And yeah. I just sort of put a quick thing in the email being like my agent's on furlough. And um, is that all right? Or did the casting directors kind of frown? Well, I think, or? if, well, we, again, these are the circumstances they're all now in, right? If, mm. casting, if you're seeing the breakdown, that means mm. that casting directors are sending out to agents and actors. So therefore, right. they expect you to submit yourself. But okay. I think that's fair enough. If you said, um, my agent's on furlough, then they know that's the circumstance. Um, yeah, because you, you will only see a breakdown if we click a specific box. So that right. Oh, okay. Oh, that's but super yeah, helpful. If you're seeing them, do it. It's all it's all go. It's green light. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. Thanks, Jane. Because <laughs> I've had that recently, actually. Because uh, I I did that. I put it out to everybody, and I had an actress, um, well, a couple of actresses who didn't have rep at all, um, and one ended up getting cast on the job, which was great. And then I'd sort of said to her, if you get an agent before it, the BBC comes to do the deal, then just let me know, because then they can do the deal for you. And I think that actually helped her get an agent because 
she'd got a job coming up, you know, so that was quite handy for her as well. So, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Great. <laughs> um, just on that, right, for people, for people who do, do, don't have an agent um, yeah. and, and they, obviously there's spotlight, that's number yeah. one. Um, yeah. and, and there's no need to bad mouth any, any websites between us, but are there any you would recommend? Like I know IMDB Pro will put up castings, not that I'm very good with it, but um, are there any websites that you do say, oh, oh this one might be good? Because they're so expensive, you can't be on them all, especially well, I think out Spotlight, of work actors in lockdown. Do you know everyone uses Spotlight, everyone. Mm -hmm. And so I do know, and I totally get it, it's expensive, but it means you will get, you will, see all the breakdowns that get sent out. I also use Casting Networks um, and that gets used a lot by commercial casting directors, but also I use it because I use their audition program, which is really good um, and makes save me lots of downloading and editing. So um, I, I send breakdowns out on Casting Networks as well as Spotlight, but generally it's like, it's, I only get agents or actors, whatever, to submit themselves on there if they're not on Spotlight, because otherwise you're doubling up. Mm. They're the only two that I use. Mm. Um, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't put it on IMDb because you would just be, there would be so many random people um, sending stuff in, <laughs> you know. And I get emailed all the time, all these different companies saying, oh, yeah. you know what, we can use your breakdowns. It's like, that I'm not going to send their breakdowns out on like, eight different platforms because that's just like what's the point when everyone you know pretty much everyone's in spotlight yeah 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 no that's that's good to know as well actually um i'm going to jump over to my friend harry who has just come back into the business you, you there harry y yes can you hear me <laughs> yeah hello uh, hello jane sorry yes. um more just uh technical issues uh, which is why I'm on this. So here I am coming back to acting after lots of teaching and directing. A yeah. Anything that you think um, people like me can do, especially while things are quite quiet, to... Yeah, it's always that tricky thing, isn't re it? ...reinsert ourselves. I think one thing is to send out... I mean, were there casting directors that you used to meet regularly before? Yeah, uh, quite a few have moved yeah. on one way or the other. Um... <laughs> Well, if, if some people, if some of them are still around, <laughs> then yeah, it's worth reminding them because they'll you'll be on their radar anyway in the back of their database in their head somewhere. Mm -hmm. But also just sending out, I think you know, ordinarily I'd say do monologue slam, get involved in monologue slam. Um, but I think yeah, I mean, I for me it's like if someone was coming back to the business and they sent me an email, then it's logged. You know, I see it and it's in my brain. Um, so I think it's definitely worth doing that um and you never know what's out there but you just have to let people know that you're there and, and someone like me putting a reel together yeah what, uh, uh, at what point does a clip become meaningless i mean if i showed something that was 10 years old or 20 years old or you know yeah um, it's, it's tricky that because one you want to get a sense of what someone looks like now um but then also you know if you could act 10 years ago then you can act now that's how i see it um so it's potentially worth getting an, a, a show real, a new show real clip done so you have that mm -hmm. um and then having some old work on there and if you're emailing saying i haven't you know i've been directing and teaching for 10 years and therefore people are going to know that the clips are old because you haven't acted for 10 years and i think that's fair enough mm -hmm. um but yeah definitely have something that is up to date on there within it but i don't think it's any, personally i don't think there's any harm having some old clips on there I'm sure there'll be casting directors go, no, 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 it has to be two years old. Mm. Um, but it just depends how we, you know, we all, we're going to feel differently about it. And the but commercials? If, if the explanation's there, then, you know. Mm. Does it put you off if people put commercials, at least commercials where they're acting and speaking? Does that, do you not like that? No, it doesn't bother me at all. Because it's, uh -huh. it's about you acting. It doesn't matter what you're acting in. It could be summit with a friend. It could be a corporate. It could be anything. As long as I can see how you act, that's all that matters. Lovely. If you're in a commercial and you're just sort of, you know, there's no dialogue and there's not loads of acting, then that's, you know, without the dialogue, that's not going to benefit me. But then a commercials cast director would love it. So if you do have commercials, I think it's worth having on a, diff a different clip so people can then, you know, like on Spotlight, you've got commercial reel, or you could have comedy reel or drama reel. 
So it means we can engage with the clips we want to watch. Mm -hmm. Very good. Yeah. Thank you. Hiya. Yeah. Um, I recently had my first ever like professional audition. I'm brand new to all of this. So I was wondering, because um, I didn't get it in the end, if you've got sort of like an acting turnoff in auditions, like what's one thing that an actor just should not do in an audition? I think, well, what you instead, I'm going to turn it around slightly. So <laughs> what you should do is come in and be yourself. Um, be, it's like the three P's, prepared, polite, and um, no, prompt, prepared, and polite in that sense that if you're going to come in we're not just assessing your acting ability or whether you're fitting the role we're also working out if you're going to be a team player on set you know that's part of it it's not obviously all of it so you, people want to get a sense of who you are as much as who, what your acting is um so i think and that's why generally, you know, have that, you have a little chat before you do the audition. People just want to get a sense of who you are. So I think, you know, I've had people come in and I don't, for me, I don't expect people to be off book unless I tell you to be. Um, I will have given people, you know, at least a minimum four days to prep for a decent scene um, so that, you know, you can have it in your hand, but it's there just to, you know, glance at if you need it. I mean, I've had people come in and not know a scene, even though they've had it for like days. And they're like, and then they, all they do is sit down and give excuses. And then you're like, well, if you if you weren't prepared, then actually you should have just asked your agent to, you know, reschedule and I'll just see you another day. Because it's a sort of waste of everybody's time. So I suppose that's a no-no. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think because you didn't get a job doesn't mean you did anything wrong. Okay, yeah. It just means that, you know, you think, you know, there might be between five to 10 actors for each role. And if we're doing our job right, everyone that comes in is going to rock it, right? So there's only ever going to be one person who just, who gets the job. So never see, if you don't get, the, if you don't get it, if you're not offered it, don't see it as a, in any way as a, that you've done something wrong in the room. It's okay. just, it literally is just circumstance and all those people in the room will remember you for well in the room online whatever what you're doing will will remember you for other jobs great thank you hopefully that answers your question yeah it does <laughs> <laughs> okay next uh simon hello mate hello hello jane hi simon can you hear me all right can you hear me all right sorry yeah yeah yeah, yeah, good. I think you, you cast a feature called Hardboiled Sweet, didn't you, some time ago? I did, yeah. Yeah, my friend Hannah was, Ty, Ty Glazer was in it, so that's, I just saw your name on on the... Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, Jane, I was going to ask you, given the fact that there are few physical face-to-face -face auditions now, do you think that Zoom auditions are a better way of gauging an actor's ability rather than just a self-tape? Yeah. No, you want to see what someone's like, and you can't really do that via self tape. Yeah. I was wondering if you thought, and if so, I do you have any tips for maximising uh, a Zoom audition? I think, I mean, it's always very bizarre because you're sort of doing it to a screen, aren't you? Yeah. Um, but I think it is. I'm. I'm not a major fan of self tapes. They work. They work. They serve a purpose. Mm. Um, but I would rather audition someone because it means I can give notes. And if, even if it's like the sort of, you know, I'm pre-meeting, I can do it on Zoom because I can give notes and you can engage and you can, you know, play around with it a bit more. Yeah. Um, and you do get a sense of who someone is. It's never going to be as good as being in a room, but it's a good, it's a good second, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I think, I mean, the only thing is just to see it as you would as a normal audition. Yeah. Uh, and that, you, you know, you might have a bit of a chat before you start. Um, if there's anything wrong technically, don't worry about it. We expect there to be some technical issue because I've had that when someone's, you know, the internet's gone down and then they panic and it's like, it's fine, we'll get it sorted. Uh, and that's happened a lot because it's, you know, how is the internet ever going to be 100%? Um, and yeah, so I think it, it, I think that's the thing is just to see it as a normal audition. You know, yeah. if you're with just the casting director or the assistant, or if you're with the whole team, 
it's the same process of walking in the room, having a chat, and then doing a, uh, doing the, you know, the scene. Okay, right. Yeah. Have you done one yet? Yeah, I've had a couple. Yes, and I just wanted. To, I mean, I've tried to turn up. I, I, I'm always early for auditions anyway, so I'm kind yeah. of early for my Zoom auditions. I think the Zoom culture encourages me to go, oh, I'm, I've got an audition at 3.30, so I can do something else at 3.29, it's a nightmare, because of course, <laughs> everything goes wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then all sometimes you can be waiting because we're yeah. delayed because of technical issues, and then, so there's all of that, so yeah. 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 I know, it's, it's, <laughs> it is bizarre. I, it was really bizarre when I first started doing them, and then I've sort of got used to them now, but yeah. 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 Thanks, Jane. Thank you a lot. Um, Natasha. Hiya. Can you hear me okay? <laughs> I can hear you, yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> so um, I'm a graduate, uh, just yeah. graduated this year, so I'm quite new to everything. And yeah. I want to get uh, an acting reel done um so that I can send out but I just haven't been able to yet because of like lockdown and money and things like that so I was wondering if in the meantime is it a good idea to have like a self-tape style thing up on spotlight or would that be a bit it's always I mean it's so tricky some people like I sort of said earlier on it's like some people like those some people don't yeah you not get a little clip when you graduated from drum school um I don't have straight acting clips because I did an MT a musical theatre course so I don't have any of me doing like straight acting right um in that kind of sure. professional setup yeah so would you say it's better to wait until I've got that well it's that sort of thing is that some people will engage with those some people will happily look at monologues some people look at self-tape so it's no harm in having it on there yeah. Um, obviously, if it's a self-tape, then make sure that there's no data protection issues. Yeah. Um, I just, for me, I'd just rather see someone acting against someone. Um, uh -huh. But, you know, have you got Have you got an agent? I understand that. Uh, I'm seeking representation. Right, okay, yeah. So then, therefore, you sort of do need something, don't you? Because often what yeah. is an agent will ring up and do the big, you know, sell on the phone yeah um, which is in fact how i got a lead for viking destiny she was a new graduate and the agent rang me up and did the chat down the van <laughs> oh, okay and then sent me a self tape she'd done for something else and i was like yes <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i think there's no harm if you, if you, you know if it means that you're even if it means you can get an agent then absolutely yeah. something but yeah yeah i know what you mean okay thank you okay Good luck. Thank you. <laughs> it's a tricky um, year for graduates this year. It is tricky. We're, we're doing actually, I'll just quickly jump in. We're going to do have a lot of agents on. We've got, we got uh, Molly Wansell from 42 on, on next. And, yeah. and that's uh, free admission, uh, donate if you like, event. So, so, so jump on those and hopefully they'll help as well. Yeah. Um, Ash. Oh, hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear hello. you. I've got to scroll through my screen to find you now. Hold on. Oh, sorry. Okay. Bad hair day. Bad hair day. No makeup. Um, hello, Jane. Um, <laughs> thank you for doing this. Um, yeah. uh, I myself and I think there's a couple of my classmates. We yeah. are doing the new NFTS casting course. Oh, um, you won there! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're we're yeah we're we're about ten weeks into the course. So we're learning yeah. how to be the new the new casting directors of tomorrow. And so I just it's really great hearing these tips for the actors yeah. and stuff. And it's it's great for us to be writing in our journals little tips for them for the future. Yeah. But just from from a CD point of view, and obviously being the assistant, and yeah. obviously that's what we're going to be looking to be right. doing. Um. We're so part of our course, we're being super encouraged to be starting a database of actors, writers, directors, people to be knowing. Yeah. Um, and I just wondered, A, do you do that? Yeah. And is it, and is it, um, is it in your mind? How do you record your database? And, and also, how do you prefer your assistant when you do use them? How do you prefer? them to be able to sort of advocate to you makes um, sense so generally so when i started off with di 
I sort of feel like even though I did two weeks with Sarah Pro first, Die Carling is I see it as the mothership because I did like nine months with her. She's now retired. Um, but one of the things she sort of bits of advice she gave me and at the time was about looking at Radio Times because you used to have the cast list in Radio Times. Um, was like have a note when you're watching TV, have a notepad, and if you like someone, check on Radio Times as to who they are, write down a name. So as you know, as time went on and it was like, so that got updated for me to lots of uh, shortlists on Spotlight. So if I'm watching a show, you know, when we are watching TV, we are always working. Other than when we watch I'm a Celebrity, get me out of here because we don't need to work. <laughs> um, but when we're watching comedy, drama, anything, we are working. So if I like someone or if someone's doing something that I haven't necessarily seen them do before, they go on one of my multitude of lists on Spotlight. Um, so that when I'm then doing another job, I go back and, um, you know, re refer to those lists thinking, oh, you know, who could, who could I bring in? Who can I bring in? Yeah. Um, so it's constant. And then when you go to the theatre, you know, you've got to remember who you've seen at the theatre, you know, get the programme. If you're going on your own, get the programme. If you're going with an agent, generally they'll buy you the programme. <laughs> um, or go online, look at the website and get those and just constantly make notes of the act I gem I do actors every now and again I'll do you know directors and producers but for me it's more about the actors that's my database and then if I've seen someone if I've auditioned them if they've been in monologue slam anything they're on a list if I've been seeing them at Edinburgh Festival you're all on a list somewhere so that then I can refer back and sometimes I'll start reading a script well, then this will happen with you when you start doing it is that you start reading a script and then actors pop up in your brain when you're reading the script um right. because it's in the back of your brain somewhere um and so that's when I know a script's working because I'm seeing actors pop up in my head if I'm not seeing actors pop up in my head then the script's not working for me it's not you know getting my creative juices playing um so yeah it's constant and it doesn't stop um you know I am constantly updating my lists and it you know if I'm doing a new job I like to bring in new actors because otherwise my job would be boring um so yeah it is it never stops you are always updating your database always. yeah absolutely any age any level of you know how long they've worked anything it's just someone new and fresh that you want to add to your list so as an assistant yeah. generally when I've had assistants um I've sort of got them in and they they come in on a sort of uh because I don't have loads and loads of projects I tend to bring in them to sort of reduce my admin side. So they're sort of doing the phone calls and they might go to the theatre. And if they go to the theatre, you know, if some, there's an invite and they go instead of me, then I'll get them to feedback about, you know, who they saw. Um, but they're generally, that when I've had assistants, they're not at the level where they'd be making suggestions. But if they've seen someone and they think they're interesting, I'm more than happy to, you know, look into them. So, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, when I was assistant, when I sort of started, getting more experience as an assistant then I was definitely got all the um I got you know we we was like group suggesting you know the two of us or the three of us whoever it was we'd talk about something or if I'd gone to see someone in a play I'd tell the casting director um yeah because sometimes you're the you're the uh, ears on the ground you know so it's like yeah yeah depending on the situation yeah great you know, Thank you. one day you will be a casting director so you've got to <laughs> You've got to start creating your own ideas and who you like. And, you know, sometimes people can be really popular, but you don't you don't find them interesting. And that's fine because it's about your own. You know, we all have our, our own taste, don't we? So you'll get you'll develop that the longer you do it. Great. Thank you very much. There you go. <laughs> so um, seven minutes left and we've got two questions. And first we'll have Steve. Oh, great, thank you. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you okay. Oh, got to ask, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, thank you for your time. Uh, I had a, it's kind of a random question, Jane, but I was speaking to uh, a, an actor, a friend of mine, about something called a skill reel, which I hadn't heard of until oh, last week. It was a question around, I think a few few people I know have started trying to demonstrate some of their skills because spotlights can often have, you know, yeah. you know, you play guitar, you play drums, you can shoot guns, oh. all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, is it useful for you to see that as a separate reel or is it just too much? 
No, I think it's useful because you never know what we're, what we're casting. So yeah. if you have specific skills, one, make sure that it's on your Spotlight CV. The amount of times I've searched on, on Spotlight for someone who's got a specific skill and then people miss out because they haven't got it on there. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I've done that when I did my Viking film. It was about people who had fight skills. And so right. if people had fight reels. It was so handy because it's like, okay, there it is, there it is. It's great. Um, so yeah, if you can, you know, ride a unicycle, whatever, stick it on there. <laughs> <laughs> great. I mean, um, yes. We had to find that for something once. But um, yeah, right. so yeah. Okay, brilliant. Thank you very much. More, yeah. more is always, you know, more is more. More is more, not less. <laughs> <laughs> all right nice one thank yeah. you hiya um actually quite related to steve's question in yeah. a way so this is actually just perfect timing um uh so i trained as an actor many many years ago and for the last 15 years primarily i've been working as a puppeteer ah, and right <laughs> which has been great and it's been yeah. wonderful and i've loved it um I've recently, obviously this year has given me pause and given me time to reflect on my career and where it's been going and stuff. And I'm just, I know that as an actor, I find the process for puppets and, and scripted work to be very similar to the work I would put in as an actor. It's just that my energy is being channeled into a very specific part of my body. Yeah. yeah. Um, but as a casting, I know that there's some casting directors that work primarily in motion capture and things like that. But mm -hmm. would you would you consider like straight acting or or as a performer and puppeteering to be very very removed, or is it worth me mentioning to someone like you who would do like actor casting well, uh, that that is, is something I have? For, so it's a similar thing, you know. As actors, you're going all going to have different skills, um, yeah. and all I want to know is if you can act. So if on top of that, you're also a puppeteer and you're, you know, like I said earlier on, you can ride a unicycle, that's good to know. But I would make a judgment based on your performance of an example of your work. So if you've been doing puppeteering for 10 years and you want to go back to acting, great. And I'll see what you can do and then make a decision. It's not going to make me, see, I'm not going to think she can't act because she's a puppeteer. I'll just see that as a different set of skills that you have. Amazing. And one very, very short final yeah. question. Do you have, do you see any merit in having a website separately? No. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I had one, I had one until very recently and yeah. then, and I've been judging, <laughs> I've been making judgment calls based on like the money I pay for Spotlight and IMDB Pro and stuff. And, you know, I, mean, and I, I think just, the thing is, and that is the thing, you know, you can have, you, you can pin your reel on your, if you're on Twitter, whatever you can pin your reel on your on your Twitter, mm -hmm. um, or you can have it on your stories on Instagram or whatever. You can you got your on on Spotlight if you've got anything, absolutely have your reel on there. Um, yeah. All your your credits on it, all your screen credits on IMDb. You don't need a website if all those things are on those things. You don't need it. Great, perfect. Thank you. Reassurance taken and grant. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Jane. Thanks everyone as well for, for, for supporting and, and joining Run It Shouting. Um, good luck and stay safe and hope to see you soon. <laughs>